rounding out the broadcast week as we typically do with our friend uh, Yael Lasowski for the Consumer Choice Center. Look at that. You snap your finger, you get a couple of uh, nights rest, and you go from Wilmington, North Carolina to Vienna, Austria. Yael traveling over the pond uh, yesterday and on a new continent uh, just uh, a couple of days following his appearance in studio with us uh, during uh, an opportunity to guest host the program and then a chance to see the Wilmington area for the first time in uh, a couple of years. Yael, thanks so much for joining us here today, as you typically do on Fridays. Yeah, thanks, Joe. It's great to be part of a routine, but uh, I'm kind of out of my out of my routine right now and feeling the jet lag very, very heavy. But this is the price that we pay for the big talker. This is what we do for the listeners. Uh, we're here every week, and we try to do this as best we can. So with that said, you know, give us a little insight into what life is like uh, traveling abroad right now. You've gone uh, successfully to the States and now back over to Europe. Uh, you know, what is life like you know, in air travel these days? I know really no one uh, who has you know, traveled abroad uh, you know, in the midst of this uh, pandemic. Uh, what's uh, that life like? Well, I'm pretty lucky, Joe. Uh, you know, I've got multiple passports and, and my wife is Austrian and I've got a residence card here in Austria. So I am able to. Uh, funny thing about the travel, you know, we just go to the D.C. airport, Dallas. Anyone has ever been there? You know, it's a concrete monstrosity, uh, but it was basically empty and uh, there were no restaurants open except Wendy's. Um, so you could go in and have your nice cheeseburger there. But all the, the smaller and the more local restaurants within the airport were closed and that was only the beginning. You know, when we saw the plane, I think full capacity is 300. I think there were about 60 people on the entire plane. Uh, so I'm pretty sure most of these airlines are not making any money right now. So don't be surprised if there's another call for bailouts here very soon. Uh, but apart from that, getting on the flight, not a problem. You know, and because there were less crowds, uh, security was actually great. Didn't have to take any creams out of my bag. I was allowed to go to the magnetometer. Felt like a normal person, didn't have to go through the scanner, the naked body scanner, so that felt great. Uh, but being on the flight, I tell you, Joe, it's uh, it's tough having to wear the mask for nine hours, having a toddler who's ready to storm the cockpit at any moment's notice. Uh, it's it's a tough gig. Somebody's got to do it. But uh, now that we've landed, uh, we're, we're back in this country and uh, had to go, go do our first COVID test ever. So that, that was a super strange uh, sort of thing that we had to deal with. Uh, with that said, uh, and uh, I'm glad that you're safe and sound and healthy, and uh, you know you came to the hot spot of North Carolina and uh, you survived, uh, from what we know right now, and hopefully you know those test results confirm that for you. Uh, but it, once again, it was just uh, great to uh, see you and uh, meet your family, and I thought we had a great time uh, over at Wrightsville Beach. Uh, however, you know we had to adjust our plans a little while because uh, per Governor Cooper's executive order. The beer and wine store that I wanted to bring you to was not allowing people to, well, consume uh, uh, those beverages outdoors on their property because they're a beer and wine store. So we had to walk 200 feet uh, across uh, the parking lot to a tavern restaurant and sat outside and enjoyed a cold one and supported that local business instead. Talk about picking winners and losers. Uh, just a, a real sad situation, I think, uh, continuing to play out for you know some of these small businesses across the, the state and around the country, depending on you know the different uh, policies that are in place. 
And one thing I count on is just the creativity of entrepreneurs. So if this carries on, you know, this is going to be the rest of September going into October. Uh, it's the last uh, good swath of warm weather that many people will have. There's going to be a way that entrepreneurs are going to figure a way around this. I think any of us have been to many establishments over the years that find ways to skirt rules, uh, but do so safely. Uh, they're they're going to have to come up with something. Maybe we'll all be drinking in the parking lots or something that are closed in. Uh, maybe we'll, there'll be a, a delivery window that allows people to sit. There's something that's going to happen with the entrepreneurs, but man, I'm, I'm really feeling for them. It's, it's really tough to see and to know that uh, we don't really have much certainty. I know you've covered that on the program all week. You know, what science are they using now? What numbers? What are the metrics? What's the benchmark? You know, when can we know that we can open up and we can actually go and, and meet friends again? When can we know that we can go to our local pub? And why is it that I can go to Target and I can go to Walmart, but I can't just sit on an open patio near the beach and enjoy a beer? This is the kind of stuff that a lot of people are going to have to answer for. Uh, it might come in a couple of months, uh, but definitely people are listening to what politicians are saying right now. And there, there might be a, a big smack come the fall if, uh, if this continues. You know, and uh, that's one of the things that, that kind of frustrates me in that uh, we don't know. We'll, we're not given really clear information. Uh, just yesterday, in fact, uh, the governor holds his first news briefing in 16 days and then says, uh, well, we can reopen the schools kindergarten through fifth grades uh, beginning next month. Uh, he did not back that up uh, with the science and the data that he's been supposedly relying on over the last uh, number of months. He just said, well, we know now that younger people are less likely to uh, you know, catch the virus, so we're going to you know, reopen the schools. Well, over the last several months, we were talking about how well people uh, who may or may not contract the virus could spread it unknowingly. So it's just unclear, and that's uh, the issue that uh, you know, really I think uh, many people have is that uh, we're not being given real clear direction one way or the other as you said uh, little to no type of benchmarks at the beginning it was you know we need to flatten the curve and uh, you know we need to prevent our hospitals and uh, you know healthcare workers from being overwhelmed uh, by and large we did that here in North Carolina and yet here we are eight nine months later and uh, you know yes we're continuing to see cases but we were never told that this virus is just going to be eradicated and uh I don't know. We can always play Monday morning quarterback. I just feel that it's uh, the the long-lasting impacts that this is going to have across a wide spectrum is going to, uh, you know, really weigh on the American people and North Carolinians for a long time. Yeah, and especially if if you're a, an entrepreneur and you have to plan and you have to look at your payroll. I mean. It, I think you, you spoke to it earlier in the broadcast, Joe. You talked about how now we're going to have local decision-making when it comes to the different school boards or the different superintendents who are going to make the call on schools and what happens there. And that's a great call. Why don't we afford that ability for the bars and the restaurants and the normal businesses as well? Because in New Hanover County, if you compare these numbers compared to Mecklenburg County, compared to Wake County, uh, look, nowhere near it. So there's got to be some measure of understanding that there is more risk elsewhere, uh, there are more cases elsewhere, and people that are responsible and businesses that are responsible should be allowed to get back out there. I mean, we, we, keep, we beat the drum uh, all day long. I do think people are listening, and look, we've made sacrifices. Many of us have made sacrifices. Many of you might be sitting at home and haven't 
uh, been able to work for many months because he'd been in the hospitality industry. I know that uh, just being at the, the hotel that we stayed out there in Wilmington, Joe, was basically empty. It was like us in two other rooms, and that's a huge hotel. And you have to imagine all the people that they used to employ, all the people who clean, all the people who work at the restaurant or the bar there, all the people who work at the front desk. I mean, this is not just a small impact. And unfortunately, it's people like me who are able to work from home for us things don't change that much, but it's really for the everyday worker. You know, that's what we're really standing up for is the entrepreneurs, the workers, making sure that these people can make a living and we don't have to wait on the next bailout or the next huge bill to come down from above in DC. I think that's the only way to move forward. I know a lot of people are smart. A lot of people have already made a lot of sacrifices. I think they just need answers now. Yael Lasowski from the Consumer Choice Center with us, host of the Consumer Choice radio show, airs 10 o'clock Saturday mornings. Yael, before I let you go, as you kind of get back into the swing of things, uh, what are some of the uh, news headlines or topics uh, you're kind of following uh, that uh, you you feel are of interest to, to some of our listeners out there? Well, the big one is, um, you know, if any of you at home have any, uh, you know, millennials, younger millennials, or if you've got some, some Zoomers, some Generation Z, uh, the big news that's coming down the pipe is that TikTok and WeChat are not going to be in the app stores anymore. That's going to be starting on Sunday. So that means that TikTok, which is, you know, used by 50 million people in this country, perhaps even more, is not going to be in the app store anymore. And that's all because of politics. It's the influence of the Chinese Communist Party. And I don't know, this might be a strange political awakening. You know, have a lot of a lot of these Zoomers are not super politically savvy. They're not super involved as of yet. Uh, if they find out that all of a sudden their app is not available anymore, you know, there could be some kind of reckoning that is to come because of this. And it is because of the complexity of this application that was built by a Chinese company that has the oversight of the Chinese Communist Party. I think Trump did some good effort in trying to make the point that there needs to be an American company that's involved with all of the data information here in the United States so we know that that information doesn't run rampant or it is used by uh, some kind of nefarious actor in the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, but, you know, it's not going well right now. It seems to be a, a, a tight, 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 uh, tit for tat. It's not the best situation right now, specifically when you start talking about very apolitical younger people who are now waking up and their apps aren't going to be available. That's going to be a big deal. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, the the political forces out there understand how important this issue is, because it's not just about TikTok. Uh, tomorrow it could be Facebook. Tomorrow it could be Twitter. There's a lot of political backlash against many companies right now. Uh, this one is a bit out there because you're talking about national security concerns. You're talking about the long arm of the Chinese communist regime. But uh, it's definitely top of mind. There's definitely going to be a little bit of debate on this. Many people weighing in who don't even know what TikTok is. I've never heard of it. Uh, others who are very, very proud and happy and uh, willing to show you their latest dance, yeah, which no, is what TikTok is all about. No doubt. I think uh, one of the things I always uh, you know, get a chuckle out of is when uh, these uh, you know, old white hairs up in Washington uh, are basically guided by their staffers when they talk uh, about tech and uh, you know some of the newer industries that have surfaced from Silicon Valley and uh, uh, how when they put these big CEOs uh, you know under the spotlight uh, again they need the the millennial staffer over on the side to give them the notes and feed them the talking points because they have no idea about uh, much of uh, uh, this new emerging uh, world that, that we live in. 
And similar to that, you had earlier this week, uh, this is actually on Tuesday, so right before I was in the studio there in Wilmington, you had a hearing again in the Senate Judiciary Committee on Google and advertising. And uh, you have these U.S. senators who are up there trying to discern what's different between the online advertising tools of Google versus other companies. Do they have a monopoly? Do they not have a monopoly? And it was very much just like you described, Joe. It was the talking points that they got from their millennial staffers to talk about Google's advertising, uh, let's say, largesse, and trying to understand how to deal with that in the market. Uh, thankfully, there were some very uh, pro-innovation, pro-market senators who were there making a good statement. I think Mike Lee, who's chairman of the committee, the subcommittee that was hearing that, is, is probably a good one. He understands that tech means innovation, and it means that these are great American businesses. I mean, where I am in Europe, we don't have a Google you know, we don't have a, a Twitter or a Facebook. It doesn't exist because the, the laws here, the rules, the taxes, they're just not conducent to a great innovative environment like we have in the United States. So we have to like really learn to chalk up our wins. Google has been a huge win. Many small businesses rely on Google and their advertising to reach out to people who can go to their restaurant. Many people rely on them for their small businesses at home. Many people use things like Etsy to make arts and crafts to sell online. I mean, this is the new way of the economy. Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, might not understand everything, uh, but there's a lot of people who are and a lot of people who've actually been able to make money to raise their standard of living. Uh, that's very important to know. We can't really have uh, bumbling grandpas and grandmas uh, writing the laws on this. We really do need to, to power through with innovation. Yeah, yeah, look forward to hearing uh, from you tomorrow during the Consumer Choice Radio Show at 10 a.m. right here on the Big Talker FM. Uh, glad you're back home safe, and I enjoyed our time together this week. Yes, it was great. I love Wilmington. Amazing area. You guys really are uh, one of the luckiest people in the entire country. Beautiful area. So happy to be part of Big Talker. And uh, talk to you again soon, Joe. Yes, next week, Yael Lasowski joins us uh, on Friday mornings uh, just after 930 here on the Big Talker FM. We'll wrap up the program after this.